when we usually think of the word mother, we think of it being a noun, a woman who gave birth to her children, you know. But when you look up the word mother as a verb, as a doing word, it means to bring up a child with love and affection. And Mother Abby was a doing woman. If so many who she embraced with her care, her feeling, her extended love and affection. And if you were to look up the meaning of the word Abby in the Ford Family Dictionary, you would see a strong spiritual woman who, although sometimes stubborn, could keep charge of everything and everyone that came into contact with the Ford. Happy New Moon, Fairy Fam. It's a quote-unquote new year, but the more things change, the more they remain the same. It has taken me some time to sort out what I wanted to say and how to say it also. Since my last pod, I had to disengage from this side of me because I had to tend to my own life. And... The happenings there, so to speak, Um, during Christmas, my husband lost his grandmother to Alzheimer's disease, Um, hence why I opened up um, the beginnings of her eulogy, which he wrote for his mother to speak on um, at the funeral. And we were faced with the process of once again mourning and even though Abby wasn't my maternal grandmother, um, Abby was a beautiful soul and she was a very spiritual woman. She was a priestess, you know, of the spiritual Baptist faith. And her send off was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It wasn't like a normal funeral with um, sad songs and all the rest. Her send-off was just beautiful. My in-laws are all spiritual Baptists. And we rejoiced for her life and gave thanks for her journey here on earth. Um, We chanted. We burned incense on her grave and candles. African drums were played. And the women helped to carry the coffin, Abby's body, to the graveside. And the men in the family took the the shovels from the I guess you will call them the grave diggers here we call them that um the guys who were digging the grave they took them and they they dug holes for 
um, her final resting place. And they covered her over and we chanted and we got something called pulling adoption in spiritual Baptist faith where it comes from the pit of your stomach where you chant and you rejoice. It's not anything that I can explain. It is something otherworldly that happens when you get into there and you get into a trance and sometimes your clothes fell fall off your your head tie because within the spiritual baptist um, community is very afrocentric as you can imagine by my description um i watched my mother-in-law be so strong she cried for about two minutes when they were laying granny to rest and but afterwards her and her sister um got the energy to move on and i'm really trying to describe it in a way that you can't understand but you know the phrase you had to be there um i did put up a a short video up on my instagram page at the afro fray goddess podcast so those of you who follow me there would have seen me um, make a post about it and different areas um, that I chose to put up because I, I didn't put up all the rituals. But there that that particular point where we were just, you know, going through what we were going through and just thanking her. And at the end of it all, when you you light these candles and you put them in, I mean, you have your, your flowers covered um, the grave like there wasn't any space left um, but you would have had um, the the candles the incense burning of course there were people who are not of the faith who would have seen um, what was happening and they probably found it a little strange uh, because it is not something that people are accustomed people cry at funerals people um sing really sad songs at funerals whilst there is a little bit of change happening um there there was something different you know and i understand that people would not have expected certain things done a certain way you know um like in the church for instance where the body is in the coffin and you're on your way to leave the the church you have to consecrate it um in my family we're on my mother's side um we are alican so or rather they are alican because i'm not anymore but um you know the priest would come and spray holy water cover it over with what it needs to be covered with put the flowers on and go along about your business but in the spiritual baptist faith there was chalk used and there were runes placed upon the chalk and they knocked on the coffin and they poured um florida water and like different things and yet similar because you're preparing the spirit and the body that is here on this plane to be connected with the earth again i hope i did a good enough job um maybe one day i can get my mother-in-law 
on the podcast or even my second father-in-law because I have two. Guys, my life is very interesting. My family is very big and my in-laws are even bigger. So I have two fathers-in-law. My husband has a stepdad and that stepdad is a bishop of the spiritual about his faith. So maybe I'll see how that goes. I've never had a guy on the show before. So that would be interesting. But that was one of the, the things that that happened. One of the happenstances. I don't know. But even before that, I ended up on a pilgrimage. Um, because the funeral was in December, mid-December, in the midst of all the happiness of holiday season and, and Yule and Christmas and Kwanzaa and all of that that was happening. I had to say goodbye to yet another elder of my family. But in November, is I think, in hindsight, this is where everything started to happen because I ended up on a pilgrimage. And I call it a pilgrimage because... For those of you day ones who listen, I'm usually known, I don't want to say real life because this podcast is also real life, but quote unquote in real life, I do things with art. I am an actress, I'm an author, um, I'm a director for a theater, I have a whole host of things dealing with arts and culture that I do and I guess you can say I'm well known <laughs> I laugh because I don't think I am but people say I am so that's another story but one of the elders um, here in Barbados died at the beginning of last year and there was a tribute done for him via this film docu-film if you will um not too much i can say on that right now but this person in particular his work is very steep in afrocentricities and the tribute for him and his work obviously dealt with that his writings his teachings his philosophies and the director reached out to me and told me that they thought that because, you know, I, I was in love with the man's work. You know, I dedicated my first book to him and, you know, I looked up to him a lot as a mentor. So they came to me and asked me if I would be so kind as to be in the film. And even though payment wasn't high, I really needed the money at the time. Um... To me, I felt as though there was a lot more that was supposed to have happened. And little did I know how true that would be. Because um, I also made a post on Instagram where I showed you guys where I was standing. Now, to say had this scene. <laughs> I live in Barbados for you, for you new new people new followers new listeners i live here in barbados and contrary to popular belief even though i live in the caribbean um we don't have no rivers here we have maybe two springs that i know about maybe three but most of our fresh water is deep 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 underground or that it has been said but most of the springs where i grew up and the rivers where i grew up are all dried up 
rivers, i.e. Oshun. Um, personally, I think my country has a lot of work to do where Oshun is concerned and asking her for forgiveness for what they have done to the country. Um, and I think my girl was like, you know what? I had enough of this shit, packed up her shit and left. And Oni is leaving trickles or remnants of who she was or where she was in certain areas that she deems worthy of her presence. Now, when I was asked to go and be a part of this film, I didn't expect it to be this deep. I mean, the writer, director, or writers, director, um, are very heavily based in Afrocentrism. Um, the producer is Afrocentric. And the lead role, I guess, if you want to call me that. Um, obviously, I'm very Afrocentric. And I had to get up so early almost every morning at 3 o'clock before dawn broke to get up and go to a shoot far 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 i mean far barbados small but far away from the city to very secluded places that you kind of sort of might not get on google maps um i was in gullies the rain fell so much in the middle of it and i had to walk through mud into this beautiful grove it looked like narnia you know i live in an amazing place um just trees and trees and trees and trees and trees and this particular moment that i am about to tell you it's only when i wrote wrote out my thoughts for this podcast that it hit me what was happening so like i said there are no rivers here and we walked so friggin far we walk and walk down this hill to this cliff that meets the atlantic ocean now if you are somewhere close to the atlantic ocean on the side of barbados you can't bathe there can't take no sea bath there that is the water is way too choppy there are too many rocks like that is where the our ancestors came that I think that is one of the spots of where our ancestors were docked. Because, um, just in case some of you aren't aware, after the transatlantic slave trade, the first dock after Africa was here, Barbados. And where we were felt as though there were people watching this entire shebang. Um, oh yes, even the film crew, yes, I forgot the film crew was also Afrocentric. Everybody was Afrocentric. And we walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And when we got to the cliff, then they tell me I have to go down the hill now, uh, through the bush, down the rocks. I was like, where are these people carrying me? Cause <laughs> I have no cell service. Very little, if any at all. And if anything happened here, I can get washed away. Like, what is happening? 
and I heard my director who's also my my mentor um scream out um dos aguas dos aguas dos aguas and she started to pray and sing and I was like girl what are you going on about those aguas in Ifa, Santeria, are where Oshun and Yamaya meet. Um, it's called where water meets water, basically Oshun and Yamaya. So, a little tidbit here I wrote, I wrote down for the podcast is that Oshun is one of the youngest Orishas and Yamaya's younger sister. And legend has it that Oshun did not always rule over the rivers of the world. She was created by Olodumare because the world he had created was missing love and sweetness. However, because she, Oshun, represented these qualities, she also was the most beautiful Orisha and was constantly pursued by other gods. So, one day... When she was being chased by Ogun, which is the warrior Orisha, or rather who is the warrior Orisha, she fell into a river and disappeared in a whirlpool. Yamaya, her big sister, took her under her protection and gave her dominion over all the earth's rivers. So as Orishas that wash over all that is love, marriage, of family the sisters often work together oshun watches over love and sensuality and then passes on her task to her sister yamaya the great mother who protects the mother the child and ensures safe birth oshun or rather yamaya from how i understand it it is a token of her love to oshun to make sure she understood that they are sisters and they they have a sisterhood and they have a bond and no matter what happens she will always be there with her and that's how you know Oshun got to be a ruler of all the water the, the sweet water and <laughs> I'm laughing because this this moment for me I think is one going to be the highlight of my life when I walked down this hill i saw my mentor just hands in the air talking at first i thought she was talking to a bush i didn't see the water yet and the the name they named this spring for one of a better word spring slash river they named it nanny greg nanny greg was one of the most pivotal women in history for Barbadians and I guess for the wider Caribbean. When the first known revolution here in Barbados came from Nanny Greg. Um, because if you if you go through, I guess, Google or whatever, if you are so inclined, when we had these slave plantations here, um, a man, an African named Bussa B-U-S-S-A it has different spellings but they teach me how to spell it B-U-S-S-A um, was the head of the slave revolt and it happened around Easter Monday 
this is a whole different story. I swear to God, I'm, I have a point to all of this. <laughs> um, there was a humongous slave revolt, but it was Nanny Greg who sat with him and encouraged him to do this revolt. And she sat down and they planned out which plantations they were going to burn to the ground, um, how to create militia, how to work with the house slaves to get information. Like it was a big breakdown thing. And Nanny Greg is one of the most pivotal people I have met in my own history as, as somebody who lives on this island. And they named the spring after her now the spring don't run it don't run it don't go nowhere it's be dry up and that morning when i walked down the hill this thing was pouring water it poured water it was gushing it was rough it was unlike anything i have ever seen it came with a purpose and it was fresh water oshun came in all her glory and my entire scene for what was happening was placed in that water. And that river ran from inside that rock all the way down into a pool. And the pool was like, it was as though it was a river road. And it curved and it danced all down the sand and curve and curvatures all the way down the beach and then it connected with the ocean and it was like oh my god i, I didn't even have this is why i tell y'all you don't have to have all these fancy things in these botanicas and these shops all we had was our hands to clap and our voices to sing and we stood up and we sang for so long i tried to get music on my phone that i usually have with um Oshun's music and I sang to her I sang to Yemaya I sang to all of our fallen ancestors in the ocean and the more we sang the more energy and the more potent um, the space became and I knew that people were there and the cast and crew who understood what was happening made you know their offerings and they 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 sang the songs and they thanked both Yamaya and Oshun for blessing us to do the work. And I spent the entire day literally placed in that water. I was positioned in that water. And even though it was a film, it didn't feel that way. It felt like a it felt like an honest ritual. It felt as though I was supposed to be here and I had to honor the man who wrote what he wrote. And I had to, you know, like randomly, like I need to make I needed to make um, carvings in the sand and there wasn't anything and literally out of nowhere they had no trees on the beach brother and a random stick came out of nowhere from the ocean and Yamaya gave me the stick I was everybody looking at me like you see what happening here I took out the stick and I just started to carve the runes that was instructed and I had to dance guys I never I have not danced in so long I had to dance a ritual piece around in a circle and my knee the follow the the previous week my knee gave out because i don't know maybe age i don't know <clears throat> but my my kneecap slips out now every now and again it's not as bad as it was but it was excruciating pain and i had to dance through the pain i said you know what they said that you've got to give 
sacrifice you're gonna give offering but this is my offering is my sacrifice i give my body to be used in whatever way and by the time i finished it was sore but it didn't hurt and i feel as though dancing in the two waters at the same time kind of healed my knee i know it sounds really out there for some of you guys but i think i was blessed my knee got blessed um in that moment and i carved the runes into the sand and i danced with yamaya oshun on a beach and nothing in this world is going to take that experience away from me please note here let me show you the magic of all of this that the next day we had to shoot on a cliff not too far from where we were previously so we would have been down low 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 inside almost into the cave area kind of not that there were caves but the the way how the rocks were formed from the ocean crashing on them they were huge but then above us now this humongous cliff was above us and where you stand on the cliff the wind oh yeah that comes from the atlantic ocean if you are too close to the edge it will take you away into the sea gotta be real careful and we came back the next day to do a moment on the cliff and Oshun was not there <laughs> like even even the imprint of the river going into the ocean all that was gone all of it it was as though she wasn't even there at all and that river came for that purpose and we sat for like a moment and realized what had occurred and the representation of the film in its entirety not from the beaches perspective but what is inside of this film and we got to work like we really really got to work and Oshun only came for that day you know she went on her way and also the same dress that I wore to my aunt's funeral for those who have been listening to me before all white dress that I had on with my fairy specks in them I don't know I think that dress was just waiting for me to buy it in the store the dress is white it's lace um it's very very flowy but it has glitter in it or fashion glitter or whatever it's 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 just enough for you to say oh your dress has on glitter but not enough for it to be gaudy it just has the right amount of sparkle and i had on that dress i danced in that dress on the beach i'm looking at it right now <laughs> as i record um and there's still so much for me to unpack from that moment in november like really up to now in this new moon that i am pre- um, processing and i know a lot of you are like well fairy goddess that's really nice it's an awesome story and all but what does that have to do with 2021 like we want recipes we want um ritual guidance we want the word for 2021 well as you folk are in the new year and i say you folk very respectfully because yeah it's a new year but the new year for business this is like the business calendar the new year really starts for springtime you know like i think it's like april ish somewhere around there and that's where i usually put more of my focus not that i disregard the collective energy of people trying to create newness here but 
the actual portal for that is really closer to April and, and springtime. But, but, um, you're probably looking at all the new things that begin again. All the new things. And trying to pick up all these shards that were left of 2020 and salvage them. And with this new moon in Capricorn, just like all other moons, it is a good time to set intentions. But because of the energies around us right now, if you want to say COVID, if you want to say depression, if you want to say isolation, um, especially from the past year, we're being asked to set intentions from that place of knowing instead of the unknown. Like you, you know, you understand what happening. It's not like you writing in your journal, like, oh, I, I would like X and Y to happen for, for this, or I wonder, or, or whatever the case is. You, you understand the situation at hand. The intentions to be created right now are, are known. They're known because. You have a foot in, or at least you should have from last year. You you should have understood that even though people call 2020 such an awful year, there was some good out of that. It was an unveiling. And when you have to take truth serum, it's not sweet. Truth is bitter and acid and it stings your tongue. It lashes your body because it, it's like a cold shower at two o'clock in the morning it's ice bucket from the fridge shocking you into reality and this new moon is reminding you of that because the next cycle is going to be Aquarius and then deeper into your feelings from my favorite season Piscean season but before we even jump ahead with all of that um like I said you're trying to pick up what is left of 2020 salvage them and it is a really good time to look at your next steps in this salvaging what has been left what are the messages that you are supposed to be listening to ladies and germs we are we're asked we are asked to be critical in our thinking critical be critical and calculated this year. Yeah, be critical and calculated this year. With how we move forward, how we network, how we make connections. Be very critical. Let your intention be very critical. Not overly, but very. Yeah, that, that is, that's literally what I'm getting here as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking for the, the right words and I hope that the right words hit the right people at the right time with what I'm saying with what is left what you have you might not have much right now from last year so you know when you have a little you got to be a little bit more cautious in how you move you gotta be really critical you gotta think as clearly as possible you move a little slower you listen more, you shut up more, you listen. And not just listen to conversations for everyday life, but you got to listen to the earth. You got to listen to the trees. You got to listen to the wind, the messages on the wind. <laughs> my friend Zayla always has up her, her stuff on Instagram. One of my closer friends who have 
who has been on this podcast and she always starts off with the message on the wind for today is she gives you a message every day um, as far as her spiritual journey and you gotta listen to those things there are a lot of messages hanging out right now because we need to be grounded and a lot of us are not taking time to open our eyes and see Oshun coming out the spring, seeing the 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 river as it goes into the ocean. I do not think that these messages are going to be here for very long because time is of the essence to do what you need to do. I know I usually say, take your time, take your time and rest, but sometimes you have to light a fire under your ass and move. We need to move, guys. We we have to start back moving. We have to start back dancing on the beach. Stagnation is a really bad thing when you want to progress. We need to move. With a Capricorn and the new moon, there's always a grounding influence. It's always a grounding influence influence and it is a good time to reconnect with the earth with our ancestors with all the roots and looking back at my experience the little tidbit i gave you from both both segments both the funeral and helping grand transition and placing her back into the earth into the roots into reclaiming my roots where um i had to dance and stamp yes man i remember my mentor keep telling me you gotta stamp the earth when you when you're doing she said you gotta ground yourself in this dance you got to ground yourself in the movement let your heels dig in the sand kick out the sand move your body you got to pull up through your center to be stable you got to pull up through your center to be balanced let your body flow many many waves crashing you got to flow many waves crashing you got to push when the river hit you push and she was like going through all of the movement with me and it's very right and i kept dancing in this circle stamping in this circle with this walking stick in my hand that Yamaya gave to me to help me keep grounded, to help me keep focused. Like it was as though the ocean was like, you gotta dance, but you need to give out so we can give you this stick to hold on to as your as your third leg. And it helped. There's a lot of grounding that needs to happen and we're still in hibernation season. This is still a time to rest. And in the midst of all of this my husband and I are still, we're trying not to work too hard. When you're in winter season and hibernation season, you're supposed to be resting. Even though we don't have winter here, the energy of rest and downtime is still here. But we push through. You see, we always moving. We always working. You see. And when you are supposed to be doing something that is unnatural to the space that is spiritual, you're going to get pushed back. Right now, 
You're supposed to be in hibernation. You're supposed to be moving as slow and calculated as possible. And for example, we are working on a very big project for our company, um, which is inclusive of getting partners on board, sponsors on board, trying to get money, allocating space, all this other stuff. And we were moving too fast. And my husband had a stroke scare. In the end, it wasn't a stroke. They haven't diagnosed it as a stroke. I won't say too much on it. But being alone in the dark and you don't know who to call is a very scary thing. Especially what was happening at that time. And I I honestly thought that my husband was going to die. And I was going to be alone. I was going to be alone. There was... I called maybe about three people. I mean, really fucking night. It was like two o'clock in the morning. But the people who I would call to help are fast asleep. Who do I call? Who do I ask? And he kept saying, he kept talking, but he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to people. When he got about consciousness, he said that there were people telling him to come. And he kept screaming out, no, no. At the time, I didn't know what it was. And he closed his eyes really tight. And he put me in his vice grip hug. He would not let me go. And I said, but I need to call somebody. I need I need to. I didn't even know what I needed to do. I just needed to know they needed to move. And he would not let me go. And I'm like, this man is in so much pain. But he does not want me to get help. But it was fright because he kept saying that these people kept beckoning him calling his name saying come 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 it is time come he kept saying no he's not leaving me he's not leaving and i just was i don't know i don't know it was the most scary thing i've ever experienced i've seen death in many forms as y'all would have known on this podcast I've never seen death like that. Real time people were in my room telling my husband to cross over. And I guess he fought. He really fought consciousness to stay with me. He said he was in so much pain that he really thought that that was it. And I don't know. It it reminded me to, to be aware that if you're moving in the current of the season, you have to be in the rhythm of the season. Otherwise, you're going to get engulfed. You're supposed to be resting. My husband is a workaholic. Anybody, my friends who listen to this podcast probably not in the head. They know what I'm saying. My husband will work through pain until the job is done. And worse, if it is me that is involved, I can tell anybody that my husband will work through anything he will fight any god he will write any petition 
he will move his body in ways they're not supposed to to save his family i can tell you that for a fact and the end result or his objective in his life to to get where he needs to get he will always bring me along i like him because that's what's supposed to happen and i remember telling myself like am i going to be a widow <laughs> i am going to be a widow at this age and then all the other stuff like eventually when i did get to the hospital i had so many questions i'm like am i going to be a widow like how how do i manage this how um, um is this the end like and like, i guess in my piscean way i started to go way into the future of how you plan a funeral for a husband who do you call all these people i have to put things in the newspaper and make announcements i have to make a, an announcement via our company like and i j- just gave myself a panic attack which was really not needed but i did realize something that i was not ready to lose my husband like the, the the few deaths that have happened in my life i i realized okay it is time even some people who died young like i understood why but i just had a feeling that it wasn't his time somebody came to me and told me you sound more and more like a deaf doula there are deaf doulas who are those who help others transition onward oh by the way i tell one of that my two cats died well one of them had died and i had to give up the other one i lost a lot of shit in 2020 I digress. Um, one of the animals got ill and I had to give it to, I guess you guys would call it the pound overseas, but RSPCA here. Um, I had to give it and I, I tried everything. I think I mostly broke my finances, mostly went into trying to saving one of my familiars. I had three and now I have one because the two cats I had were a twin and the other one pined for the other one and i couldn't let him stay here he wasn't eating he wasn't responding so i just decided you know what let him go with the other one and see what happens but i don't think the first cat the one who was really ill i don't think he made it but all of these things all of these things that i had to lose were in between the autumn and the winter season i realized that there were a lot of things that needed to be shed and I had to just let them go. It, it makes sense to hold on to sand if it trying to fall through your fingers. You gotta let it go. Who knows? By the time you let go all of the sand in your hand, you might get a shell or a piece of sea glass that you really needed. You know, these are like gifts from the ocean and the beach. I'm trying to tie in everything. I feel like I'm a priest or a pastor trying to get you all a sermon and hope that I'm not rambling. But this is time for you to move a little slower and a little bit more calculated and stuff because you're gonna if you move against the tide pardon the phrase if you move against the tide and and try to beat against nature it's gonna push you back hard if you're not what grounded and looking back at my experience i see that Eldos Aguas, the two waters, came to tell me this. And I needed to dance and I needed to open up my chakras. And I needed, needed to up, or rather need, I really do need, to up my game with my ancestral divination. I really, really do. 
And I also need to up my game with veneration as well. And I think a lot of us here who are listening need to do that as well. We're not listening to our ancestors the way we're supposed to. We're not. And they're the ones who are always there. Even when we don't realize. We need to do more root work and not just root food in you know your spiritual and physical diet you need to do a lot more root work where is the root of your problems where is the root of the conversations where is the root of the trauma we're going deep, deep inside. We're going to do a root canal. And we need to extract. This is, this is where you need to do some work. Root work. And thinking about root work, people think about medicine and, and herbs and all the rest. But people don't go deep. You got to unpackage this thing. Unpack, unpackage is a vision thing. But. You got to unpack this thing. You know. And there's so many people crossing over in my family. And they are crossing over for a reason. They have to guard. They have to protect. And they got to cheer me on. And I I have to listen. Really listen more. When outside gets too noisy. When the world gets too noisy. For example, social media is a great example social media is very noisy we don't say much with our mouths but watch social media why you feel that people can't get ads done or when you want to create an account to connect with people you only get like two or three people a week if you're lucky there's so much going on on social media it's very noisy sometimes it's it's time to be silent now only move and speak where you need to move and speak. You know? And there's so many layers for this new moon. The first new moon of 2021. And it may be overwhelming for some of you. Oh, by the way, PS, episode 30. You can check out Groundation. I myself will be listening through this new moon as well. It's going to help you. I, I left some some really good tidbits in that episode from what I can remember about grounding yourself and way we ground ourselves. So if you want to go and check out that episode, you can as well. But new moons are a transitionary part in the lunar cycle to the, to the full moon. And they indicate new beginnings. They indicate new opportunities to try again if you fucked up. And I fucked up a lot. <laughs> Uh, I had so many plans last year, but I can't dwell on that. Last year ain't even here no more for me to dwell on it. So I gotta move forward, you know? We have to stay very, very grounded. And not ground, just grounded, like anchored. You can't just be standing on the ground. Your feet gotta go in the ground. It gotta go inside the earth. 
it gotta be anchored and strong so that if any winds pass if the messages come and they come fast messages on the wind come as you are standing you don't fall over you don't topple over with all the information with all the downloads with all the news with all the everything you have to be anchored so that you can let those messages filter through what they need to filter through and you pick apart what you need to know so you can move on leaves this year another download leaves this year are gonna fall off even more we are already in the hibernation season as it is already a lot of leaves gonna drop off for you and some of them are going to be closer to home than you think But you, listener, are about to get to a next level in your journey, in your chapter, in your cycle. And there are going to be people this year who are not going with you. Whether that is through a cuss out, whether that is through a transition, whether whatever. And it might not be as as big as a falling out in an argument it might just be you don't feel like messaging that person anymore because you spent all your time checking up on them and they don't seem that interested in 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 giving that back to you a lot of that's gonna happen it's gonna be very intense this year when you start to listen and when you start to make your calculated moves and you sat, sit down and critically analyze the messages that your ancestors are giving you, you're going to see the path. Yes, yes. You're going to see it. We all are going to see it. It is up to you if you want to walk on it. It's going to call to you. Um... But you are not, I don't know, some, some people out there are not ready. And they're going to have to leave it and come back. And other people are going to be like, finally, yes, I've been waiting. And they're going to take up the mantle and move forward to whatever cycle that they need to go on. And there are going to be people who are going to be jealous. There are going to be people who are going to fall apart at the wayside. And it's going to be people close to you, unfortunately. Yep, just got that download. So I hope it goes to the right person. If it didn't resonate with you specifically, well, that message was not for you. Finally, I think too, a lot, a lot of us are going to be finding the light in ourselves again. And you're going to be very blinding. You're going to be walking in a very blinding light. I think the leaves that are around you right now are covering up your light. And you need to shed so that your light can shine out. To magnetize and magnify the right people. Yeah, there's there's a big pivot happening. Good, really good pivot that's going to happen. 
and we have to be ready for it but it's gonna come fast and in a hurry and you gotta be grounded and you gotta be open to the messages guys journal a lot somebody's gonna get a lot of dreams journal a lot this year even if it is just like three or four lines you ain't gonna write a dissertation but you need to keep track of what is happening spiritually in your life you're gonna need a map some form of map all these tools all these things that i have been speaking about since i started this podcast this is the time to do it this is the time to do it you should have been resting where you rest where i i I suggested you rest you should be using tools those of you who use tarot those of you who use runes those who go to um a babylon and and get an ifar reading like these things you're going to need a map all types of maps compasses spiritual compasses whatever you think they are whatever works for you you are going to need them a lot of downloads are going to be dropping down i can feel it in my bones i didn't even write that part i made a whole set of notes to talk about things and these are some of the things that came out of me just sitting here with you and this microphone right on my bed i'm sitting on my bed i kid you not and i got that download so i really hope that that helps one body out there and there is heavy potential finally um there is heavy potential for the collective this year to be extremely successful in various things but you need to stay still stay still that that is i think stay still move only when you need to move so this is my first episode (laughs) of 2021 um for the podcast and i am gonna be back from what you can gather both here and on on instagram you would have gathered that there is much happening a lot of physical healing in my house a lot of spiritual healing as well as we go through our morning stages um a lot of business as well but trying to find the balance of a slow deliberate pace i i want no more surprises i want no more surprises but they're gonna come so i have to be prepared for that you know i have to practice what i preach and what i teach so I hope that this episode has been helpful to you. If you think that there's someone out there who can benefit from this information, by all means, do share this podcast. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at the Afrofray Goddess Podcast. And if you would like to have a year reading or if you would like to just have a monthly reading whatever the case may be you can also reach out to me i do those as well um i had two beautiful readings one first timer last year the ending of last year i gave some nice readings to two two ladies 
We thank them for that. We thank them very much for that. Um, you can reach out to me at the Alpha Free Goddess Podcast at gmail.com and you can get in contact with me there if you have any questions on how to book a reading. And yeah, that's it for now. Don't forget, guys, to always believe in your magic. See you in the next episode. Hey, you've been listening to the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have a question you want to ask? A topic you want to touch on? Or do you want to get on the show? Then subscribe to this podcast wherever you've been listening and email me at the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram at the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Emperor Zinga, reminding you to always believe in your magic.